Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And welcome along. We're up at uh, South Devon College. Uh, once again, another a wet pitch training exercise for talking Everywhere today. Everywhere else is waterlogged. Everywhere else is waterlogged. <laughs> so they're up at this fantastic facility here at South Devon College. Um, we're in on the press conference this morning. Aaron Downs is giving the press conference this morning. Uh, and the unfamiliar voice that you'll hear, first of all, asking the questions is Alan Richardson from the BBC. So let's uh, let's have a listen to what Aaron has to say. Let's start with uh, the upcoming game, uh, Stockport, and uh, obviously you'll have happy memories of playing up there not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, exactly. Nine games, I think, has uh, only passed since we played them last. So yeah, it was a, you know, a great result up there. A great performance from the boys, especially first half. You know, being up four 0 I think, you know, it was a great birthday for the manager and uh, one of the easiest halftime team talks I think he's had to have. So uh, yeah, really good memories and looking forward to it today. Uh, uh, Sorry, the weekend. Yeah. Um, looking back to Eastleigh, I mean, if you're going to have a good half and a bad half, as it were, it's best to have the good half second, surely. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't say it was a bad first half necessarily. It was a, a bad for sort of 15, 20 minute spell. And you know, it was one of them things that, you know, it's a, an old cliche, but, you know, when you concede one goal, you don't go and concede three in 10, you know. So that was that was a disappointing thing with the first half. And then secondly, yeah, great response from the lads. And, and one thing we do have, from the bunches, it's got great, honest group that are willing to work and really, you know. And sometimes we might fail in other departments, but you know, as far as they're willing to put the effort in, um, that's definitely not found wanting there. Um, obviously, the squad hasn't got that many older heads in, and you've been very unlucky. Asa Hall's out, Ryan Dixon's out, now Liam Davis is out as well. Sometimes, do you think there's just a little bit of a lack of experience out there sometimes, just to deal with certain situations as they crop up that they haven't seen before? Yeah, yeah and you know, sometimes you, you have to, you know, to get experience, you've got to go through these kind of, these kind of um, situations. But what, like I say, what the lads do give is a youthful sort of um, energy, you know, and I think that's proven, you know, massive for us, you know, in, in big games for us so far this season. And, you know, when we're on a, you know, a, a big run, uh, uh, when we won, was it seven from out of eight? Um, only a matter of weeks ago, you know, th- those players were were still doing a great job for us. So it's you know it's just one of them things. That at the minute we're on you know, a little bit of a, a, a tough run, and like you say, it's you know we can we could say it maybe a lack of experience, but you know the the lads are uh, you know keen to work hard, and like I say, that that youthful exuberance that they give us is massively important for us moving forward. So we want to keep that in them and. Um, uh, it's important that we we learn from say conceding three goals in ten minutes, you know. But there's still some you know players who have played some a lot of games, you know, that, that were out on the pitch. You know, Carl Carl Cameron who's played a fair few. Robbie Cundy now's quite experienced with well over 100 games. So there's still a few players in our team that have got a bit of experience. Jake Andrews, another one. Um, so they're all a lot of them have come through uh, with us last year as well and have got that experience under their belt. So. Um, maybe a little bit of lack of experience, but they've still got a bit, a bit about them, that's for sure. 
And as you hinted at, I mean, actually, if you look at it as a bigger piece over 12 games, I mean, your record's still pretty good. Yeah. In a way, though, have you almost made a roll for your own backs with that terrific run you had, the, the seven from eight? Because it's just raised expectations a little bit amongst fans that maybe a little bit too much almost. Uh, a little, yeah, a little. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, um, but you know, we're... We're quite uh, we're quite happy with how it's been going up until the last couple of games, and they say you know you do raise a little bit of expectations. But if we want to do what we want to do, um, which is be at the top end of the of the uh, of the table, then you're going to get that, you know. And it's just we have to sort of deal with that, and and you know we're we're quite happy to to to, to have that sort of pressure. We'd rather that pressure than you know a pressure at the other end. So. You know, it is something that uh, you know we're aware of, but we're, we're we're quite happy to have that. You know, and you know these last couple of games have, you know, we've um, fallen short a little bit in 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 areas, but the second half performance, um, and and you know parts of the first half um, on Tuesday night was, was was good, was really good. And what was what was very encouraging was the response from the lads being three 0 down at half time. You know, they they could have easily that could have easily turned into a six seven niller. You know, but to go and get that early goal, and then to to really put Eastley on the back foot and 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 attack them and and have you know dominant sort of second half was was really encouraging for us. And moving forward, you know, we're we're, we're looking at that from a positive point of view. That uh, what was important as well was to um, to send the supporters home with a little bit of you know sort of positivity and belief. And I think they did that. They you know they could have easily lost them. You know, if it had been 15 minutes and we hadn't scored, or they'd scored another, then they all would have left with a, you know, sort of negative mindset. But I think they've turned uh, a few of the supporters around with a little bit of belief. So that was important that we we made sure that we uh, kept the supporters on side. And, and I'd like to think that they uh, we got clapped off at the end with the the effort that we put in and the sort of the resilience that we showed um, in that second half. So uh, credit to the lads. Uh, Jamie Reid, I think. Indeed. Uh, Jamie Reid, I think, was having a scan. Uh, any news on that? We're still awaiting uh, the results. We're still awaiting to see where where we are with that. So, um, you know, obviously he's a big player for us, and uh, you know we've, we've missed him in, the, in in a couple of games. But you know we've you know that's why we've got a squad of sort of twenty odd players. You know, so um, it's you know we're, we're we're starting to get Seiko up and running. He's getting to that fitness, and he was he was better on Tuesday night as well. So um, yeah, so we're still awaiting to see where where we are with that. Yeah, in the case of Seiko, just explain to, to people, I mean, effectively, he's not had a pre-season because obviously he was injured during etc. etc. How easy or difficult is it to just, you know, you can't just go straight in and hit the ground running. No, not at all. It, you know, from a person speaking from experience, it does take, what you can tend to have is you can sort of have a, a plateau period. You can really peak, but then you can drop off a little bit because that sort of, you know, that first game is you're so excited, adrenaline's, you know, hitting you and all that. So that first little game or two, you can get away with a couple of things, but then you do start to feel it. And it does take you time to, to get your body used to playing, you know, 90 minutes, you know, two, three times a week. Uh, so it does take a little bit of time, but we feel he's coming through that now, Seiko. He's starting to get his fitness back. And he's got to start, what he's doing is remembering how to play football, you know, because sometimes you you can... You can. It's easy to get your touch back and things like that. But actually, getting your positional sense, getting your your uh, sort of um, body aware of where you are on the football pitch, and remembering the runs you need to make, the timing, things like that. It does take a little bit of time. And I think Tuesday he started to show signs of of, of where he was. Um, you know, so you know we're hoping that these couple of games have done him really well, um, and we're still 
yet to see the best of him like we had last season. Uh, any signs of uh, any other easings as far as this weekend's concerned, injury-wise? Um, we're still to assess a couple today. We're, we're hopeful that one or two might be uh, potentially um, training today, but we're still waiting to see um, where they all are. You know, it's been a it's been a tough period, really, with 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 that. But again, like I said, that's why we uh, we play the uh, we have the twenty odd man squad, so everyone has had to play an important role. Um, you know, when when called upon. And you know, so it's uh, we're still waiting to assess a couple. So hopeful that it's starting to ease. And within the next sort of two or three weeks, I would have thought we'd get four or five back. Um, but this weekend, we're still not sure. Uh, and the amnesty's now started. Is it for the yellow cards? Is that right? Have we reached the uh, the cutoff point. Yes. So that was uh, that was Tuesday night. So that was 23 games. So yes, yeah, so Tuesday night was was for us. So I think we picked one or two up. So uh, we'll have to assess that and see what the FA have to say to us. And um, and take any repercussions that need to be, but I think that that's good that we we can now extend it to ten. So we've got until I think it's March. So a few few lads in there will breathe a sigh of relief. We were, we were you know tiptoeing around on four. So um, yeah, that, so that gives us a little bit of breathing room now. Brilliant. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, after the game on Tuesday, the manager hinted that um, with the injury situation, there might be uh, new faces coming in. Is there any news on that? Still wait to be decided again, um, you know, straight back it, but um, uh, not quite sure. We've we potentially got one or two coming in, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we've been speaking to a couple and um, we're still waiting to uh, see on one or two, um, but we're hopeful of, of bringing a couple in just yeah. to, to help uh, a couple out, you know, like I say, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a hectic um, couple of weeks, couple of months, you know, with, with injuries and poor old Kai has been. You know, fantastic, and, and and his and his department, his medical department, in there, they've been brilliant, as in trying to get everyone back going and diagnosing. And he feels, bless him, it's like a never-ending uh, um, task at the minute. He gets one back, and another one goes, and gets one back, and then another one goes. So it's, you know, it's a little bit tough for him. But um, we kind of feel that the lights near, the, uh, you know, we can sort of see the light, and the end of the tunnel's getting closer. So we're hopeful a few will be back, and um, you know, but we might need one or two just to help us along for the next couple of weeks and get us to January and then and then we'll reassess it from there but potentially yeah okay thanks on the bookings front uh, Jean-Yves is definitely out yes this Saturday Jake's okay is he is, uh, there isn't anybody else we're still else? waiting to see on that yeah yeah right. we're, we're, we're waiting to get confirmation on that but from is he got we booked were... on did he get booked on Tuesday as well no. Jake Andrews, he, he got booked at Chorley, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got booked at Chorley. Yeah. yeah. And still waiting. so still waiting to, for confirmation um, on on his number because there was a discrepancy on one or two. So okay. we're waiting to see on, right. on, on one two, or two. But yeah, the, the, yeah, nobody yeah, else is, yeah. Uh, no, is everyone else is, no, yeah, no, everyone else is no. free and fine. Okay, back in the back in the mobile studio here again, David, <laughs> as, we, as we like to call it, sitting in the car, looking out across the South Devon countryside. Um, interesting couple of points coming up from uh, Aaron's press conference there. Interested in the, in the possibility of new arrivals, Dave. I mean, the manager hinted at it uh, after both games this week. Surely away on Saturday, yeah. and he did again on on Tuesday night at at, at Eastleigh. Um, I don't think it's a it's a huge shock. Mm. Um, United are. <laughs> <laughs> hanging on uh, uh, 
players are by their bootstraps. Not exactly dropping like flies, but no. there's a, there's a long injury list, isn't there? No, no. I, I think I'm going to rename Gary Johnson Edward Smith, who was the captain of the Titanic. You know, Gary's always referring to icebergs around <laughs> okay. the corner. And, I'm not uh, sure how he's going to feel about that. To be well, honest, no, he, I mean, he's the one who's always saying there's another iceberg yeah, coming up yeah. around the thing. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, he, he hinted that after yeah. both games that, and it, but it what. That wasn't referring to numbers. It was referring to his determination to try and keep United in this promotion race, yeah. if at all possible, certainly until January. So um, uh, I know they've been having... What, this is a time of year, by the way, when quite a lot of clubs, mm. including league clubs, are looking to offload people in January that aren't part of the future plans at those clubs. So what they do is they say to players, look, if you can find yourself another club... yeah." then we'll start talking about releasing you, which then means they become free transfers, yeah. and you, that, that it's much easier for them to move. So I know United have been looking at that market. Yeah. Um, I don't think they want to um, do another loan if they can possibly avoid it, because United have already got seven loans. Yeah. I know half of them are injured. Well, at least three of them are. And you can only um, include a certain number of loans in your matchday squad. Only five you? in any yeah. one matchday yeah. squad anyway. Um, and I think they're reluctant to go down that road, whether if it turns out that they end mm. up doing it, I'm not quite sure. But um, they're certainly looking to get one or two in to try and help them through this, this period. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I get the feeling that that might happen quite, you know, there's a possibility okay. of one might happen quite quickly. Um, but uh, I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? United have got a squad of players, many yeah. of them who, who are obviously very familiar to Gulls fans, who are, you know, Rory Keating, for instance, has yeah. came into the side on, on Tuesday night at Eastleigh. Uh, to play up front with Sebu mm -hmm. Janis, scored a goal. Yeah, um, uh, that's an example of two young, still young, quite young players. Uh, Ruri is in his mid twenties, but Sebu Janis is only nineteen. Yeah, both of them haven't played an awful lot of football in, in the last few weeks, stroke months with Sebu Janis. And they haven't both, played together. And they haven't they? played together. No. So yeah. they're, they're trying to get up to speed, both yeah. of them, really, in 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 those sort of terms. So. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We've obviously that there's there's um, Jean Yves Kouniarty is out on Saturday because he picked Suspended. up his, his yeah. fifth, his fifth yeah. booking of the season on in the last match that counted in yeah. this run. I mean, before it, the amnesty kicked before in. Before the, the amnesty kicked <laughs> in after 23 games. Tuesday night was the 23rd league game. Here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, very frustrating. Um, so yeah, we, we'll see uh, what happens in the next couple of days. Certainly, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't one in for uh, for Saturday's home game against Stockport. That'd be interesting. It was good to see Rory getting a goal, wasn't it? A very it was, good and and very very unlucky not to get a second. Yeah, I mean a wonderful save from the keeper, um, save of the season contender, point blank range. Rory Keating met across by uh, Jake Andrews. I think it was a free mm. kick, uh, right in front of goal. One of those things, you're on your feet, yeah. watching the net below, yeah. and the keeper's managed at point bank range to tip it over the bar, but uh, Max Strychek, the uh, uh, Eastleigh goalkeeper. So, And that would have been three all at that stage, with yeah. about 20 minutes to go. And I, <clears throat> I don't think anybody at the Silver Lake Stadium on Tuesday night would have had an awful lot of money on Eastleigh surviving at that stage, because mm. United were all over them. But um, Eastleigh, fair enough. They've lost two in eighteen in all competitions. Yeah, they're up to then. They're still they're still behind United, yeah. which shows how inconsistent they were at the start of the season. Scott Rendell, bless him, for, former United 
uh, low knee striker, has very happy memories of his time times down here. He's got eight in as many games all of a got sudden. Got one on Tuesday, didn't got he? Got a penalty yeah, on yeah. Tuesday night. Uh, and they've got nearly as many injuries as United, in fairness to them. Yeah. Um, but, of course, their squad has a good deal more experience than uh, than the goals. It does. Interesting what Aaron was saying just now about um, Seku Jana. You kind of think of Seku, because he's come from Bristol City, because of what he did last season, you kind of think he's he's the, the finished article. But Aaron was saying it's taken a little while for him to get to the pace of the game, to get his spatial awareness or whatever. But, he, you know, when he's firing on all cylinders, he is a heck of a player, isn't he? I don't think people remember last year when he came to United very first time and he was only 18 then um, uh, uh, he ran around like Sekou can run around yeah. uh, run around and, and but nothing went right for him in no, front of goal no. for three or four weeks um, uh, and I think we've even mentioned on the podcast before I can remember him missing one at uh, Brightling Sea in the FA Cup where he, he looked like somebody said am I ever going to score a goal yeah. and then all of a sudden he got one I can't remember where his first one was it might have been even in a cup tie and, it, and away he went mm. And he's just in that thing. He has not played hardly any serious football since the summer. He had his knee operation. Yeah. Uh, he's been got over that. I'm sure he's been doing training, training, training at Bristol City. It's different to games, yeah. uh, especially games at this level. I've, there was a very interesting quote on Tuesday night, far away from Eastleigh or Playmore. Jim Gannon, the manager of Stockport County, who are coming to Playmore on Saturday, yeah. they got stuff 4-1 at home by Solihull Moors, who, by the way are back on it again They're and up flying, to second place. Yeah. And he said afterwards, he said, the pace and physicality of the game is far superior to the National League North. In other okay. words, yeah. he's finding, and they won yeah. the National League North, United won the National League South, and even he's been saying effectively what Gary Johnson's been saying for the last, yeah. two, for the last three, three, three or four months. This is a big step up from what United were doing last year in terms of... Let's face it, United last year playing a lot of part-time teams mm-hmm. last half hours when they used to kill them. Yeah. And that was when the fours and the fives and the sixes and on one occasion the sevens used to happen. And it's you can't do that in this league. No. It's a tough professional league. And if Gary Johnson's been saying for three months and then all of a sudden the manager of the team that won the, the Northern Division is also saying it on Tuesday night. It all counts, doesn't it? Yeah, and and Seku, people like Seku, yeah. are having to cope with, yeah. with all of that. Yeah. Now, the injury situation isn't getting very much better in there. Back behind us in the in the treatment room, it's pretty busy. Um, Kai Hepworth, by the way, uh, at some stage this season, um, I think the Playmore crowd <laughs> ought to give him a standing ovation. <laughs> I've just put my head around the door and said, are you getting any sleep at the moment? You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not a lot, he said. He, he's the United physio. Yeah. Um, uh, you, home fans would have seen him many times running on the pitch. He is he is working beyond the call of duty and has been for most of this season. Yeah, trying to get these players back and 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 and, and treat them, uh, and it must seem like a never-ending yeah, sort of you yeah. know problem. Now Jamie Reed is uh, on yep. the treatment table at the moment. That's happened since our last podcast. Um, any news on on Jamie at the moment? It's a funny one, Jamie. He's got an ankle yeah. injury. It's not a serious one. Um, but they just have to decide at the moment with with specialist advice on what the best way ahead to treat it is. Yeah, uh, it's one of those injuries. So I'm given to understand United have been playing it fairly close to mm-hmm. their chest um, that he could really be back quite quickly. 
yeah. uh, if, if, if one course of action is available or he may need to rest for a, a week or two. Yeah. Um, so that, that's up in the air at the moment. He's had another scan this week while they're trying to sort of, you know, yeah. re really decide what the best way forward is. Yeah. Lots of gossip about him again this week, as inevitably there will be with transfer season coming around. Uh, Huddersfield are the latest club to be well, linked a, on social media. It's the same website that, that, tipped, <laughs> is, that, yeah. that, that, that tipped him going to Luton a couple For, of weeks ago. Thanks to his aerial prowess. Yeah, thanks to, yeah. thanks to yeah. what they described as his aerial prowess. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, in this one, it was quoted, a source close to the player has told us. The, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, this this one, I mean, to, to the... I know a couple of programme sellers <laughs> at Playmore. <laughs> to, to the neutral observer, this one's got a looks to have a little bit more legs because Danny Cowley is at Huddersfield, isn't he? And Danny Cowley has managed at the level that we've been playing at. He'll have seen plenty of Jamie Reid. He'll know all about Jamie Reid. But, I mean, this is it's just smoke and mirrors again, isn't it? Well, it's the time of year, isn't it? Yeah. This is what websites and things do, isn't it? And, and look, it would be a bit weird, would it not, if scouts were not looking at Jamie yeah, Reid yeah, at, yeah. at all levels, probably from the championship downwards, I'll bet they're looking at Kabi Shimanga at, um, at, at uh, Boreham Wood, um, Rooney at Barrow, yeah. uh, all the other players who are scoring goals at this level and in League Two, etc. Of course, he's being looked at, and and if you, you know, make a, a real uh, business of trying to find out who the scouts are at various games yeah. <laughs> around the country, well, this sort of thing's going to come up, isn't it? Yes, of course, it, it, he's being looked at. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I'll bet if, if I worked hard enough at it for uh, over the next week, and it would probably take most of the time, I could find out another half a dozen clubs who have been to watch Jamie Reese play. Yeah. I know there was a couple at Maidstone, for instance, in the FA Cup, because it's convenient for all the London scouts yeah. to get there, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, of course, it, and, it's, uh, it's it going to happen. Let's say it would, it would take us two minutes flat to start an internet rumour linking him with some random club as well. Let's make a note in the agenda. Next week, we will not discuss speculation about Jamie Reid. We'll be talking about a, a if, stirring victory if, over Stockport. If instead. I can come up with something which I think is pretty much nailed on, I, we, we will we'll mention do it that. next week. But, we will, um, but we'll, yeah. we won't speculate. No, anymore. that's right. It's another thing. For instance, the, the Grimsby manager's job has yeah. come up. Well, where does Chris Hargreave come from? Cleethorpes, yeah, yeah. Um, etc., etc., etc. He's not, he's been quoted apparently as in amongst the favourites for the job. Um, well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the, the, these things go yeah. on all the time, yeah. uh, and um, uh, it's it would be a boring game without yeah, exactly. without the shatter. It keeps the, people like us going, doesn't it? It does. It but. does. There you go. So we we can't um, we can't not talk about the the four defeats on the bounce um, for any longer. Uh, since we last uh, sat in the mobile studio, Torquay lost disappointing game at Chorley one nil, and uh, despite a really encouraging second half fight back, went down three two at Eastleigh on I, Tuesday. I didn't go to Chorley, mm -hmm. um, uh, but I think that probably marks a bit of a low point. Yeah. Um, it was a poor performance. Gary Johnson did not pull his punches after the game, as I he think everybody really? knows. No. Uh, he was pretty brutal about mm -hmm. that. Um, and funnily enough, coming back from Eastleigh on Tuesday night, listened to, to the supporters were sort of listening to his quotes after Eastleigh, and one piped up and said, he always tells it how it is, doesn't he? In other words, yeah. he sees the same game yeah. that the supporters do. 
Um, Tuesday night, for me, the f biggest frustration on Tuesday night was that United missed two great chances. Yeah. Um, Ruri Keating won, Seiko Jani another, just before um, Eastleigh scored their first goal. How often does that happen? Oh. Missed chance yeah, at one yeah. end, goal at the other. It just goes on all the time. Not just with the United, it goes on all over the place. And the first goal at Eastleigh, uh, there was an attack, came in from the right or the left, not quite sure. United appealed for offside. Mm -hmm. It may well have been offside, yeah. but it wasn't given. And enough United players were still had that in their minds and were still, in a way, arguing the toss. When the second cross came in, they yeah. hadn't really reset. The ball bounced, bounced up, hit Jake Andrews on the arm, and the referee gives a penalty. And... That happens quite a lot, not just with the United, mm. but with a lot of teams. You see when maybe there's a contentious tackle goes in, a decision goes against, yeah. and there isn't that immediate switch back on again. Mm. It's gone. We have to deal with the situation. The ball's still in play, etc., etc., etc. You see it a lot. You see it at Premier League games. You see it, you know... People, you know, you, you, Brian Clough at, at, at Forest used to always say, he said, anybody gets booked for dissent, you know, the, the, yeah. watch out. Mm. In other words... The referee is not going to change his mind no. once he's made his decision. It's never and been known, has it? It's never been no, known. No. And, and, and you, have to, you have to, you know, you play to the whistle. Play to the whistle, play to the yeah. whistle, play to the whistle. And uh, as Gary Johnson came out afterwards, he said, look, a game lasts for 90 minutes, not 45. He wasn't taking great comfort from the fact that United scored twice just after half-time and then dominated the second half. Of course, yes, they were unlucky. Yeah. But hold on a minute. He had what I think he called it a Holocaust twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, was that not part of the game as well? Mm. Well, and it's unlike talking most unlike talking having conceded one to then have a, a middle order collapse and, and, and let yeah. two more in, in in quick succession. Yes, and 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 Eastleigh are decent. They're yeah. on a hell of a good run. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're probably <laughs> the best form team in the league at the moment, apart from Solihull Moors. Um, and they've got some seriously experienced players. Danny Holland's played well again on, on, yeah. on Tuesday night. He scored as well, didn't he? Scored yeah. again. Yeah. Very, very yeah. good finish after his first effort had been blocked. Scott Rendell knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it for years yeah. and years and years. Um, Danny Holland's blessing finished up in the back four playing centre-half, which is a bit unusual for him. So yeah. that was an under, that underlined Eastley's own fitness issues. So there you go. Um, it was a it was a better, gutsier, more spirited performance than, than yeah. apparently w was put on at, at Chorley. Two more young players who I thought are worth mentioning from Tuesday night. Joe Lewis came on for yeah. uh, uh, Jean Yves Cuenyate, who had been booked and obviously can't play on Saturday. Did really well, and yeah. Gary Johnson had you know acknowledged that after the game. Um, and secondly, it was the best game so far from Romani Medford-Smith, um, yeah. the new lad from Reading on loan at left-back. Got forward well, uh, looked much more mm -hmm. at home and more proactive and positive than than I think he had done at Chorley. Obviously, yeah. he was involved in the first goal with a he bit was. of a wonky yeah. header, but yeah. um, he looked much more confident as if he was finally... Set, finally, it's only his third game, isn't it? But, um uh, settling in. Yeah. Now, Joe Lewis, uh, the likelihood is, you can never second-guess Gary Johnson, but it, the likelihood is that Joe Lewis will start in the in the back three or four on uh, Saturday. I thought he must have a good chance of it, yeah. Which is the absolutely. position that he likes to play. It's the yes. position we like to see him in. Yes, absolutely. I think he's 19 years old. Yeah. How he doesn't... <laughs> what, the Wales under-21 team must have a hell of a lot of good defenders yeah. to keep him out of the scene because he's been off on the last two trips 
somewhere in the middle of Europe, I've forgotten where, and home to Bos Bosnia Herzegovina, and he didn't even get on. Well, they must have a hell of a defence yeah. if that's the case. Um, he is a good player, isn't well, he? He's in a very that, promising, in that position, yes, he is he's a, a very player. promising player, and Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs know he's a very promising yeah. player. That's what, why they've got him in. Um, uh, he, he, the big thing about him for me is he's one of the most awkward-looking runners you would ever wish to see. He runs like an old man. But you try and get past him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a funny running action. He's not elegant. He doesn't look class. Mm. But he's got a sixth sense of when danger is about and what to do about it. Yeah. And and he's he's. Uh, I think he's going to be a good player. And I'm sure Gary and you mm. know, Gary and Aaron do, do as well. Um, you know, United have got other. Robbie Cundy's a promising young defender. Carl Cameron, we know, is very consistent most yeah. of the time. Some some supporters thought that Carl Cameron had a poor game against Sutton in the last home match. I thought he was one of our best players. I'd, in I'd that give, game. Well, yeah, I, um, when Ben Winter got man of the match. I yeah. would have thought Carl Cameron was pretty close behind yes, him. Exactly. I thought, um, yeah, I thought uh, he did But well. there you go. It's just the way different people see things. It is. So four defeats on the bounce. Some lacklustre performances along the way. Talking about been been inspiring no but home to Stockport on Saturday what huge can we, game what can we expect from that one then um, I mean we won very well up there when United were in the middle of their purple patch yeah. seven wins in eight games um, uh, 4-0 up at half yeah. time they absolutely murdered Stockport on the break been a few changes up there since mm -hmm. Stockport you looked at Stockport that afternoon at Edgeley Park and you thought, my goodness, that's it's going to be a long season for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few they, weeks later, is it eight weeks, eight, nine weeks later, as Aaron was saying, they're, what, two points behind United, something like that? Yeah. They, uh, it's, it's a very strange league, this, isn't it? It's, it is. Um, it, it, and it's close all I, the way I through. I think, that, all right, they got hammered at home by Solihull Moors on Tuesday night. Um, but they've got a few players in since yeah. United played them. Jim Gannon is a phenomenally experienced manager at, at, at uh, these sort of levels. There can't be many more experienced managers at this level than Gary Johnson and Jim Gannon. No, no, you wouldn't have thought yeah. so. Um, it's it's a toss-up between them two and John mm. Still at Maidstone, yeah. probably, isn't it? But, um, no, uh, I, this is a hugely important match for United and, and a very solid and sensible United fan was saying to me after the game at Eastleigh on Tuesday night the crowd will be really important on Saturday yeah. that that in this spell you know the Playmore crowd which is as good as gold and you won't get much better than the Playmore crowd at this you know at our sort of lower lower division levels mm -hmm. if that they they don't need to because they know what to do anyway and the team have to produce and show them some effort and fight and 99% certain they will do but the atmosphere on Saturday will be really important it, yeah. it, United could benefit hugely from a noisy plane more on Tuesday night I hope the referee gives two or three decisions against United in the first five or ten minutes because that hugely Spark helps things up it? a little yes, bit exactly. yeah. yeah we like it when that happens yeah, it starts to get a bit more noisy that's good stuff um, and looking one game further ahead as well the uh, the FA Trophy draw threw up one of our old um, old friends. <laughs> Sorry. Well, see, Sorry, guy. We do. We know a few older shot fans who are very happy about this, though, don't we? So it's 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 kind of it's like the old firm almost, isn't it? Talking I'm not a shot. huge fan of the FA Trophy. I think no. you, you you know that. I know United got to the final of it one year. I still think it affected their promotion effort in the, in that same season, the first year under Paul Buckle. Yeah. Uh, no, look. 
I hope United get through a couple of rounds of this, and if they are banging the promotion race, get out of it with about three <laughs> ties to three ties yeah. to go. You look at most of the clubs have been promoted in the last few years. You know, do they end up in the FA Trophy final? They tend no, they not don't. to, and and. Uh, uh, you know, fine. It's a good, great competition. It throws for up some a, a great level. games, doesn't it? It can that, do. That FC, Manche- FC oh, United that, and Manchester game that was run an under, FA Trophy under Chris game, wasn't it? Yeah, but of course, we weren't in the promotion race no, then, so all no. of a sudden it became quite yeah. an important competition for United. Um, but no, uh, look, if you're going to have a draw at this particular stage of the competition, be drawn at home yeah. and against a team that's liable to give you a damn good game. Yeah. And all the shot who are another team who looked as if there was going to be a very long winter, have suddenly managed to pick a few results up, just to have nearly everybody else. Chorley, who looked as if they were gone and forgotten a couple of weeks ago, yeah. win at Chesterfield, beat Torquay, and then we're two up at Barrow, who was top of the table yeah. on Tuesday night, and they draw two all. This what is, is a strange on? league, isn't You're it? Me because it. despite Torquay's current run, we're still in eighth place oh. in the league. We're still right on the fringes of things. Solihull Moors on Tuesday night were the only team above United, I think, to win. Yeah. Everybody else dropped points. And it goes on week after week after week, doesn't it? There is no right and wrong or wherefore to it at the moment. And if United can just, as Gary Johnson keeps saying, if they can just hang in there during yeah. this difficult mm. spell, get to January, have a have a you know, fresh look at it all, one or two new faces, which I know the ownership is very keen to try and keep yeah. keep United in this race. You never know what could happen. No, very interesting. Um, it's been a bit of sad news for the Talker United family this week um, with the death of Sean Hazelgrave. Oh, what a terrible shock that yeah, was to everybody. Absolutely. Um, th- th- this was a guy, he, he, he was with United for about two and a half years in the late 1980s. After the police dog great escape game, he came in as, as Cyril, Cyril Nels was appointed to replace Stuart Morgan and he got Sean Hazelgrave in as his player coach. And I, I remember Cyril telling me that, you know, what he was doing and yeah. this was, this guy was coming in and I immediately looked him up and I went, he's 36 next week <laughs> and he's player coach. Yeah. Well... What a player. What a player. What a player uh, indeed. Uh, uh, and, and he was the perfect foil for... Mm. For Cyril Knowles. Cyril, as everybody knows, was a the ultimate driving, in-your-face, no-backward-step manager. Uh, Sean was in the same mould, but yeah. character-wise, he was uh, often he was the glue that held the whole dressing room yeah. together. I remember a faint, a, a, an amazing day at, at Bolton, at, at, at the old Burnham Park ground at Bolton. They were in the promotion race, so were we. Um, and they sent Mark Gardner on with five minutes to go, uh, yeah. with ten minutes to go, at one all. United, thank you very much. One all away from home. They used to do it time after time after yeah. time again, all win. So we sent Mark Gardner, who was a young, talented, quite quick left winger on, only nineteen something like yeah. that, with orders. Every time he got the ball to head for the corner flag, and <laughs> and hold the yeah. ball up and and and, kill yeah. and, run, and run the clock down. And Mark Gardner picked the ball up on the halfway line with about five minutes to go, set off for the corner flag. I think he was sort of closed down, ended up being having that channel cut off, and he went on and on and on, and he got to about 25 yards out and hit this thing into the top left-hand corner, <laughs> and Torquay 1-2-1. One, one. 
And I went down after the game to get some quotes and there was John Impey and Jim McNichol and Phil Lloyd. They were all coming out of the dressing room laughing their heads off. And I thought they were laughing at the result. You know, yeah. it wasn't laughing. United deserved, deserved at least a point. And they came out of the dressing room all laughing and I was shaking my hands saying, oh, what a great result. And they said, no, no, no. <laughs> Mark Gardner's in tears in the dressing room because the gaffers just tore into him. And apparently Mark Gardner had gone into the dressing room, scored the greatest goal of his young career to be met by a manager who turned to him and said, when I tell you to corner flag it, you bloody well corner flag it. But I, I put my head around the dressing room door. Cyril had stormed down. Yeah. And who had his arm around Mark Gardner, who literally didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Mm. Sean Hazelgrave, picking him up. Look, the gaffer's just, you know, yeah. well done, lad. And and he he was he was a phenomenally good player. I mean, he played for Stoke, Preston, Brian Clough. He was signed him. by Cluffy, wasn't he? Cluffy yeah. bought him at yeah. Not, not, yeah. Forest. He had a wonderful career, and he was just a great, great guy. And, yeah. Uh, tough as old boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, he and his family, his wife had a very good job up in Stoke in the pottery business. So he lived on, on Warborough Road in Diggs. And yeah. years after he left Torquay United and went on to a career uh, coaching at Preston. He then coached at Cardinal Newman College, which is a very big mm. sixth form college up in Preston. Helped to manage the England Colleges team, which Chris Todd has just gone into the yeah. coaching staff. Yeah. He used to come down to see his landlady to check she was all right. Yeah. And spend odd weekends and time down here because they'd, they'd become quite close. Uh, she was a good old friend and he kept that going for years and years yeah. and years. Typical of yeah. what a thoughtful guy he was. And, and for him to pass on at the age of only 68 he had been ill yeah um he walked from preston to spain once to raise money for disabled kids to go to lords the, the shrine at, at yeah. lords <laughs> typical that's that's the type of bloke he was and uh, and a lot of us i've spoken to a hell of a lot of ex-united players from that time and they're just really in bits about it yeah um because he was such a hugely important and influential guy in that dressing room yeah very exciting Let's talk a little bit about Chris Todd and the um, the England Colleges FA thing then, because this is a big feather in the cap for Torquay, isn't it? Chris is going to be on the coaching team at the England Colleges FA, uh, and two of the young lads uh, who are probably here today with the um, the South Devon College link up, uh, JJ Evans and Owen Price, are going to play for them. Yeah, um, uh, Josh Baxter got very close as well. He was in the final trial, yeah. didn't quite make it, but I think these things can change during the course of the season. He might well be promoted mm-hmm. to it um, I don't know how Chris Todd's going to spread himself he's, he he's works at South Devon College <laughs> yeah. part of the time he's obviously the manager of England's under under 18 team and now he's going to be involved in the uh, in the in the English College's FA 11 good luck to him yeah no, it, it's it's a great feather in his cap and and in United's cap yeah. um, and and it's not it's nice for him, isn't it, to have two of his lads yeah, who are in the squad yeah, that he's yeah. going to be helping uh, helping to look after. They've got a couple. Of, they've had one game, I think. They've got a couple coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, will be sessions and training camps at St George's Park at Burton on, Burton on Trent, the FA Centre there, <clears throat> and um, it, it's also a good chance for Chris Todd, I'm no doubt, to look at. What yeah. else is out there? I don't mean in terms of necessarily signing people, but in other words, where where are the standards? And, yeah. and, um, and I'm sure that would be interesting for him. And it's the kind of thing that other people in the game notice, isn't it? Other clubs notice that Torquay doing things right again and you know getting the, this feather in the cap. It's, um, it, it ticks a lot of boxes, yeah. doesn't it? Sure. It's good. 
very good indeed so I, I think we've we've reached the end of our busy agenda this week. We're trying to be a bit tighter, aren't we? We're trying not to be quite so rambling. And, well, it's not going to last, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we've taken on board the fact that one or two people have said, yeah, that, we, just, we have to listen to it in two parts or yeah, something like that. It's so, the old tea and sandwiches. <laughs> it is. So we're, it. we're trying to be tighter and a bit more succinct, but it, it, I say it's not going to last, is it? <laughs> I was thinking ahead, actually, coming up, Christmas is coming up. We will do another quiz ball before Christmas. Sure. We'll have a bit of fun before Christmas. Um, do let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about, if there's any questions you want us to ask. Somebody did did um, uh, come up and uh, attack me in Newton Abbott. It happens quite often. <laughs> yes. And said that, 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 that he and one or two other people would quite like a where are they now slot. Okay. Um, which we might give some do some, that. Some, yeah. some thought to, uh, and on that count, um, one Dwayne Darby has, of course, uh, has cropped up. Yeah. Many, many United fans will remember Dwayne, um, who's uh, um, uh, part of that terrific youth scheme or trainee scheme, as it used the, to be the called. Old YTS, wasn't it? Yeah. White, oh, yeah. well done. Yes, youth training scheme yeah. that produced Lee Sharp, Chris Curran. Darren Moore, uh, Darren Moore, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, um, and Dwayne Darby was in that Dwayne crop, Darby. wasn't he? Very good striker. Um, this never was... probably uh, really achieved the heights that he that, that, that a lot of people thought he was capable good, good of. Player, but he? he had a good career, didn't he? he? Did. Now this will chill you. He's now forty-six years old. Oh no, is he? <laughs> uh, but congratulations to him because uh, I'd spotted the other day he's just become manager of Redditch. And they're in the Northern Premier, something like something that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, good club, Redditch. Good yeah. club and um, a good move. So congratulations to Dwayne. If anybody Fingers listening is in touch with Dwayne, pass on our best to him. He was a good player. We like watching him. Tremendous finisher. Yeah. Tremendous finisher. We're a real cool guy in front of yeah. goal, even as a kid, and he was all his career. We sold him to Doncaster along with Darren Moore for ninety something thousand mm. pound in the summer of. 94 something like that yeah um uh, and that he went on and had a, a had a good career um i remember him scoring was it one or two goals at shrewsbury one night my goodness wasn't he cool uh, in front of goal you know yeah. one of those things where you just want somebody with ice in their veins and he had he had it where are they now that's a good idea let's see if we can remember that i'll write that down because I'll, I'll certainly forget Thanks very much for your time. Thanks for your company. We'll be at the Stockport game Big on Saturday, game. 3 o'clock kickoff. Do come up and say hello. It's always nice to meet up with people who listen to the podcast. Um, and we'll be back next week with more. In the meantime, come, come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL, or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.